indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We would die for you, for our loyal fans, Chris and Robert. I'm your co-host, Kiyoki. And I'm your co-host, Chloe. And this is... Episode 6 of the podcast Nobody Asked For. And today, we're going to be talking about... Our essay 2 revisions. Uh, and our essay 3 prompt. Yeah, topics. so let's get right into it. So disclaimer we've been having a really rough week like we always say that rough lifetime <laughs> we're always like we're having like it's a rough lifetime but yeah so if you've heard last episode you probably guess why i'm feeling this way but uh it's just life is very stressful and unfair and and just how our dear professor chris tower said karma is a bitch <laughs> so uh, if anyone has ever done you wrong, trust me, karma's gonna go get their booties. <laughs> That's what I keep telling myself every single night. <laughs> I'm not perfect either, but I pride myself in at least not being a liar. I like to be honest. <clears throat> At someone. Okay, so let's get right into it. So our draft three of our essay number two is due tonight. I have not turned it in, but I have until midnight, so, lol. Yeah, I I worked on it. I think I have, I think I just have a little bit of editing to do left in the next turn. He really didn't tell me to edit much. It was mostly just, like, make sure to add the author's last name to the um, bibliography, and as well as just change any, like, question intros, like, when I introduce a new paragraph to avoid questions. So I have to change one of those, and then I need to re rewrite my thesis. Besides that, I'm just going to double-check my essay and everything else should be pretty good. Yeah, Zotero kind of flopped on bibliography because I had to change it a little bit. I don't know how you are flopped. I have it set up perfectly. <laughs> well, obviously not if you have to change some things with it. I just have to add the last name of one of the authors. Yeah. Because Zotero didn't grab it because I guess it was just like didn't recognize the last name. All right, That's what I'm guessing mine was because it just said was comma for the last name. Yeah, but Zotero, you came in clutch though. No offense, if you want to, if you want ever want to sponsor us, yes, we'll take we'll take it. Yes, I don't care if it's a dollar. Also, thank you to Chris because um he said he wasn't gonna do this, but he ended up doing it kind of. He said he wouldn't give extra credit for people listening to our podcast. He said now that. If they do, like, a little summary of each of our podcasts, I think it was, that they receive extra credit. So, hi, if you're doing extra credit, enjoy. You never told me that. <laughs> it was in an announcement. Oops, Chris, I'm not a fake fan, I promise. I totally read all your announcements. Uh, yeah, but hi, guys, if you're from our class. Uh, hi, enjoy. Hi. Subscribe. Okay, so for my essay draft, I already added like kind of half of a sentence to my conclusion and I had to I forgot to like put the paragraph number for some of my citations which was weird because I did it for like the first half but then I forgot about it for the second half and I for some reason my essay for my paragraphs I did introduction um my summary about laziness um for some reason I did introduction paragraph Summary about laziness, opportunity gap, more laziness, 
and then my rebuttal and conclusion so it didn't make sense so i had to change that and now i just have to add another piece of evidence to my um rebuttal paragraph i think that's it yeah that makes sense i definitely feel like this essay process is a bit rushed i don't know maybe chris is like well i'm giving you guys like a few days for each step but it's but we just do it last minute so it feels like a lot but also i have other classes that i worry about too and i feel like this is one of the most chillaxed ones i have so because chris is very lenient with due dates so i am i feel fine with sometimes you know turning in a little bit late whether it be a few hours late or maybe a day late and really not having any grades it's kind of helpful too just not having to constantly look at that percentage and then feel bad that you failed or you did something you know so as long as i get a met i'm happy so anyway so tomorrow we have a discussion board due and it's about the prompt and what we chose to talk about within our yeah essay number three we're just getting done with the second one we're already starting on the third one and i'm um, stressing it has to do with either inequality issues between races and uh gender biases and whatnot and religion and all of that kind of stuff discrimination and inequality between you know those types of subjects and personally i believe i'm going to write my essay on white privilege um i think i'm gonna write mine on anti-semitism because that was the only article that i was like you know what I feel like I'll really learn something about this because I didn't know what Semitism was at first just because I've never, like, heard that word. Well, Chloe, the entire Holocaust was about anti-Semitism. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I've never heard anybody say the word Semitism or anything like that, you know? I feel like so, you've skipped the entire unit of the Holocaust your 8th grade year. How do you know? I don't... I know, like, almost nothing about the Holocaust. I swear we weren't taught about it. I swear I've never been taught about it, actually, now that I think about it. I just want to say that our high school experience has flopped. Yes. And college experience. Freaking COVID. I chose to talk about white privilege because it is a very sensitive subject. And a lot of people have different opinions on it. Definitely. And I definitely don't want to offend anyone. But it is important to admit that it is a really real... It's a real thing. And minorities oftentimes have to face it. A lot more and it's a lot more prominent to them the actual like and it's a lot more prominent to minorities this is the problem of white privilege they are the ones who notice it the most and have to face it because they can see it and they experience it firsthand when they see that a person who a white person does not get treated the same way as a person of color and what I mean by that is that, for example, the whole Black Lives Matter movement, and that's a whole different subject, but the fact that black people are scared of the police because they're scared for their lives, and people don't seem to understand why, just appalls me, because you can't deny the facts. Slavery and racism has been a huge integral part of our system and the way our country works, and it has been for a very long time, and back go, going back to the slave days and cotton picking days, and going forward to like the whole um, Jim Crow laws and the civil rights movement. It's always been there, 
And even today when we see that, we see all these awful comments on social media being made about people of color and racist comments and especially political figures that we see in government making very insensitive comments about subjects like this and the whole black lives matter movement total definitely revolves around this and having you know and people having seen that your skin color will really affect the way people treat you and that's what it's a little bit hard to understand for some people because a lot of people think that white privilege means that just that you if you're white you have to be rich and you're all of like and you're rich you're you have everything you ever wanted whatnot and so since that is a misconception that people have out of white people they argue that it cannot be it's not a real thing because not everyone who's white is comes from wealthy backgrounds or they come from upper classes if that makes sense and it's not necessarily about materialistic things or anything like that. It just means that you get treated better because you're white. That's all. People are more inclined to help you because of this subconscious racism people have. And people are oftentimes will be more inclined to help you than to help people of color. Or they're, they'll treat you better than people of color. And although it may not be apparent, it is there. So with the whole Black Lives Matter movement and George Floyd and him being killed, being murdered by this cop, and he, although he let the cop know that he couldn't breathe, the cop continued to press his knee against his neck and continued to cut off his breath and continued to, you know didn't he didn't allow him to breathe he killed him and it really it really makes one wonder like if had george floyd been white would he have been treated the same way would he have been treated the same way would he still be alive today if he was white and he was not black and i hope i'm making sense but it is important to acknowledge that white privilege is not necessarily like anything materialistic or anything but it can be but it's more of the way you're treated and the things that you receive because of this color of your skin i agree and there's even some people i would guess who don't believe that white privilege is a thing because they just don't see it happening and they don't like they understand what means but they just don't believe that's real but it really is really is and a lot of people also believe that it is a real thing and they're actively fighting against it which is great but there's also a great opposition to it and I remember um, having people on my social media on snapchat instagram whatever and seeing on their stories like saying posting these images like saying white privilege isn't real I've never gotten anything in my life I've had to work for it so tell me how is white privilege real if I've always had to work for it so like that's not what that's not what it's about whatsoever yet a black person or a person of color and a white person could come from the same humble beginnings but a white person is most likely to face less boundaries to go up from there exactly 
they will, when they're driving on the streets, a cop is less likely to stop them. When they're, uh, when they're cashing out at a ca- at a store and they're buying stuff, um, they're less likely to face any problems. I've seen these stories about people of color. They're at the store and they're trying to buy an object, and the cashier will ask them for their ID. And then they'll make it very difficult for them to purchase things. And it's so frustrating when I see these stories and these things. And it's just so... I just don't understand. And oh, I just hate racism. And But although it is a difficult thing to admit, it, it the, these things are real. And they have to change. And it will take a very, very long time. And it probably passed my last probably past my lifetime but hopefully one day humanity will get to a point where these things are no longer a a major issue because equality and human rights should never be necessarily a political matter that it should never be up for debate people should always be, be should always be treated the same way i don't understand why there's a such a strong debate surrounding things like this and connecting that to the um, anti-Semitism that Chloe was going is going to talk about in her essay, the whole Holocaust and people having this, you know, this belief that Jewish people were lesser, you know, they were not as pure as as other people, that specifically Jewish people were the lesser breed, the lesser humans, and what all these things have in common is that one type of people or whatever you know are treated less fairly less equally than other you know they're treated like less lesser beings and that's what all these prompts that's how they all connect there's always an underdog and there's always that person who has the advantage and comes in many forms many ways and yeah it's it's just so it, it is a very complicated subject to navigate and all these connections that can be drawn between them and just so many things you want to say and you can't really write it all on paper but that's just really how my analysis of it how I see things and so yeah I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna write about white privilege and I hope I do a good job and I don't want to offend anyone I just want to do my best to explain what it means and what we can do about it you know and how we can use our white privilege to good for good you know like in the black lives matter movements when you know people white people go and and they go and help you know black people and they go and help people of color and they go help go help them and then when the police is trying to arrest them they'll stand in the way protect them and I think that's very beautiful like using your advantage for good using it to help lift others up and even though it's nobody's fault it's not you're not you don't choose what race you're born you don't choose what color you are and and I know people probably you know they never chose to have this they didn't never chose to have white privilege nobody does nobody chooses to to be Nobody ever chooses, you're just born like that, and it can be a very 
difficult thing to admit or to deal with or to wrap your head around but once you're willing to do so you can do so much good with it and i hope i'm making a lot i hope i'm making sense because maybe i'm just rambling on and i'm not and everyone's probably lost but yeah what do you think i feel like it's unlikely that no matter how much time goes by there will always be someone who's who has like an advantage not necessarily because of race or anything but because like the president is seen as like i don't want to say a higher power but like there'll there'll always be an advantage for someone because of their position which or natural abilities even exactly. if race not might not be that much of a big of an issue, something as simple as your athletic ability. Some people being better at sports than others. Some people better at being better at school than others. You know, yes. And everyone has their strengths and their weaknesses, and there will always be forms of inequality. But I hope at least human rights are not up for discussion because exactly. there aren't. They're not. They shouldn't be. They should never have been in the first place. We are all human. And race is a social construct. And although it may sound like throughout this entire podcast, I kept mentioning race a lot. Race is a social construct. And that's a whole different subject. But basically what that means is just that we as humans made up this thing saying that we are different from them. You know, signaling the difference between people. When in reality, I believe you should all just be known as the human race. Exactly. We shouldn't be known as an African American individual, a white individual, a Hispanic individual, or an you know an Asian individual. We should just be humans. Exactly. That's why when anybody asks me like, "What's my religion?" or "What are my political views?" I say, "I'm me." I'm I, Slytherin. <laughs> I'm I'm Gryffindor. Yeah, I I don't really involve myself with politics. Um, I'm Cholo. Yes. Cholo Boss. Cholo Bass. Bass. I wonder if any of my teachers think that my last name is Bass. It's pronounced Bass, guys. Bass. In my essay, I'm planning to talk about... Definitely mention the Holocaust because a big thing is going to be how society has changed from then to now. Like, how it's gotten better, but also... How it's gotten better, but there's still many the problems that still occur with Semitism. So definitely going to talk about the Holocaust, and I just skimmed over the article really quick, but I noticed in the article that there were some examples of um, some present day examples of anti-Semitism, and yeah. What if all along, like, our definition of anti-Semitism was all wrong, and Chris is going to be like, Kiyoki, that's not what it means. <laughs> At least I tried. Yes. Disclaimer. <laughs> oh, wait, ask Siri really quick. Hey, Siri. Define anti-Semitism. You just said Semitism. Okay, wait, hostility. Okay, yeah, okay. Okay, so yeah, so how anti-Semitism still occurs today sometimes. Although it's not as bad as, obviously not as bad as the Holocaust. And just a quote for you guys that I want to share is, 
Today I will not stress over things I can't control. And this means a lot to me because I oftentimes stress and overthink about things and I wish I I did things differently in certain scenarios or I wish I could do certain things that are in my control. And at the end of the day, it's try your best to get through every single day. Do not stress about the specifics, details. Do not stress if something does not turn out the way you want it to be because everything happens for a reason. And there's always love surrounding you, positivity, even if you don't feel it, it's always there. And it's guiding you to through life and through this journey. And you will do great things regardless of what anybody says. Always believe in yourself and focus on what you can do and what you can control. Don't focus on what others say. You can't control that. You can't control how other people feel about you or what they say. You can't control any obstacles that you may encounter, but you can control how you react and how you grow from them. So I love you guys, and thank you for listening today. Yes, that's the end of episode six of the podcast nobody asked for. Cue the outro. Ah!